Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Larry, how are you? I'm doing terrific today, Eric. How are you? It's great to see you. It's it's one of the first times we could see each other uh, during recording. We haven't done this before, so we're doing video now. We're going to start doing video. We've uh, hit December. Can you believe it? It's December. <sighs> Next month's it's 2022. Yeah, okay. I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> it's a lot faster than it should have come. But uh, at the same time, I'm kind of glad 2021's over. Yes, um, me too. Although actually, uh, there were good things about 2021 uh, as well. Much better than 2020. Yeah, no, I think we can both agree on that. So what's our topic today? So today we're going to talk about year-end planning recommendations specifically for retirees. Okay. All right. And that, well, this is the time of year. Um, how urgent is this list? I mean, is this something people need to be, hey, get on the ball right now, or is this something just to kind of consider? So some of them are going to be urgent and some of them are going to be, eh, it's a good time of the year. We should start thinking about this. Okay. And I find either the beginning of the year or the end of the year is always a good time to address things. These, so you kind of get into a habit of doing it once a year. All right. Where do we start? So let's start with the first one, really not a recommendation. It's really a requirement. So for those retirees that are over, that are 72 or older, they need to make sure they take their required minimum distribution. Because yep. guess what happens if they don't, Eric? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's penalties and things, right? Yes, of course there is there a big a big penalty, a 50% penalty. Holy cow. If, if you do not take their distribution, the government wants their money. They haven't gotten their money for a long time, so they want their money. So make sure that you take the requirement minimum distribution. If you have a lot of accounts, some people have multiple accounts, they need to make sure either they take enough from one account, or I recommend taking the required minimum distribution equally from all of your accounts so you don't miss one of those accounts. So it's not, this is not really a recommendation if you're 72, this is a requirement. You don't want to so miss it. Don't forget to, don't forget to do that. All right. And how do they know what to take out? Well, so a lot of institutions now will tell you what the minimum is, but okay. if it's not, there's a calculation you can do, which is based upon the value from last year, last the December 31st of the previous year, mm -hmm. you take that number and there's a chart you can look up and you can multiply the calculations. But most institutions these days will let you know what that amount is. Fantastic. And, and if people have questions, I'm assuming we'll be given some contact information at the end of the show. Abs absolutely. All right. Good, good. All right, what's next on your list? So the next one on the list, this, the, this one is really a planning opportunity here. And one that I find most people don't even think about. In fact, a lot of accountants don't even think about. And that's really Roth conversions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things for retirees why a Roth conversion could be really, really good is because you might have retired. Maybe you're not taking your Social Security yet and you're not 72. It's the old donut hole for those people that remember on the Medicare numbers. So you can be in a very low tax bracket for a few years. And then when your social security kicks in and then your required minimum distribution kicks in, mm. now you're in a much higher bracket. 
So it's a great time to look and to now project. You got to project now um, and you got to project in the future. Again, not all accounts have the capability of doing that. You could do it manually. Of course, you can contact us, but you really want to do some of these projections. And there's another real reason to do that. So let's say you're in a low tax bracket now and you're going to be a higher tax bracket later on. So that'll benefit you. Hmm. But- in 2021, the inherited requirement rules changed, where before you can take an inherited IRA over your lifetime, now you have to take it within 10 years. So you may be in a low tax bracket now, but you're planning on giving some of this money to your children when you pass away. And guess what? If they inherit it during their prime earnings, they're going to have to take out mm -hmm. a little bit each year or one year at a much higher number. So doing these planning will keep more money in your pocket and less money in the government's pocket. And if you're, even if you're retired or if you're not retired, if there's a year that you're in a low income, another reason to do this. So every year, this time of the year, pick up the phone, call your account, ask them what they think about doing a Roth conversion or pick up the phone and call us. Yeah. And Larry, I know that you've done a podcast on Roth conversions uh, that you had a lot more information. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but uh, for those listeners, you can go back and find that pretty easily. And he really dove deep into it. Absolutely. Go to our, our website, hellowealthmanagement.com and check out the, the podcast and the blog there and you can deep, deep dive in, but don't wait. You don't have that much time left because mm. once the year rolls, once 1231 comes, you've lost the opportunity for 2021. Got it. All right. What's next? Next planning opportunity, charitable contributions. It's that time of year. I remember, no, actually, this Tuesday was double and some triple to some charitable charitable firms mm. out there. And people like to make charitable gifts towards the end of the year. And that's great. But if you're charitably inclined, there's also some strategies that you can do to save yourself some money. And maybe you give a little bit more to the charities. So one of the things you should look at is what tax bracket you're in, because what deductions you have. Because if you're in a state, if you have a standard deduction rather than an itemized deductions, you can't contribute a significant amount of cash anymore because it won't get deducted for you. Now they changed the law this year. So even if you use a standard deduction, you can still contribute $300 a person or 600 if you're married, but that's it. So you need to look at that. And then if you think you're going to be in a higher earning income next year or in a higher one this year, maybe you bunch your deductions together and do what you were going to do next year and combine them and do it this year or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Now you can make those charitable deductions above those amounts deductible to you. Okay. There's also a couple other ways that you can do this. One is called a donor advised fund. So instead of, again, instead of doing a little bit each year, you can do a bigger contribution in one year, get the deductions, and then give it to the charities over the cost of a lifetime, over the cost of a few years. Very easy to set up a donor advised funds that a lot of custodians. And if you need help, we can help you with that. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, the, the biggest one here, if you're 72, you can't do this if you're not 72. So again, only for those re not retired, you can still be working, but you have to be 72. And 
you could do what's called a qualified charitable deduction, a QCD. What is that, Eric, you may ask? I do ask, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you can actually take the deduction right from your IRA account and give it right to the charity. What are you doing here now? You're taking money out of your IRA, which will lower your required minimum distribution for the following year. So it's a great, another great way of doing that rather than having to do it from a taxable account. Sometimes if you taxable hmm. account, maybe you can gift appreciated stock. Some charities don't don't want to accept that. And you may have to sell something and pay the taxes. So there's a lot of different ways. So if you're in charitable inclined, make sure that you take a look at some of these strategies. Again, you have until the end of the year to make these decisions. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So let's talk about a couple of the other planning, which are not as time sensitive, but I think I like to kind of talk about this at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of them is your estate planning, you know, your wills, your power of attorney, your healthcare proxies uh, for two things. One, should they be updated? Um, mm -hmm. And so taking a look at them, reviewing them every so often to see if they need to be updated. Two, letting your trustees, your executor, which a lot of times maybe your spouse or your children, know where those documents are. More than one occasion, we have had people come to us and they could not find the original documents. And that's kind of sad because it's, um, it's, it is definitely a, a very difficult procedure to now probate a will without an original, uh, without an original. Mm. So knowing where those documents are, looking to see if they need to be changed. Um, in addition, great time to review the beneficiaries because your beneficiaries in your retirement accounts do not go by what your wills are. And, and also all your life insurance, review the beneficiary. Again, I can tell you stories over the course of our career, Eric, where we've seen ex-spouses still named beneficiaries. We've seen missing children named as beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. So good time of the year to review them all. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Larry, about the, the uh, gifting and, and the like a will. You spoke about charitable intent earlier. Uh, a lot of times families will be just talking around maybe Thanksgiving dinner table and, and oh, you know, this painting is going to go to one of you kids and all the kids are looking around going, we really don't want that painting. Or maybe they've already put it in the will to go to a certain person. And then they find out nobody really wants it. So they decide to donate it to charity because it's valuable. Mm -hmm. Now the will has to be changed, right? And, and how quickly does that need to be done? Well, the will has to be changed. There, there are a couple of things in there. If they have a charity in there that they, that they could uh, disclaim them. But yes, if there's something specific that wants to be done and donated to charity, you should put that Put that in the well, whether it's a painting mm -hmm. or a lot of people want to put a dollar amount um, in their wills or a percentage of their assets in the wills. There's a lot of different things to do. And I'm not going to go into it, but in New York State, there's also a Santa Claus that we talk about. <laughs> That's Claus. a true clause, Eric. So what that does is if you're above the limits for estate taxes in New mm -hmm. York, so in New York would tax you from dollar one. So uh, the, the limit now keeps going up. It's about $6 million, a little less than $6 million. So if you're at $7 million, you get taxed in New York on the whole $7 million. Wow. So a lot of people do what's called the Santa Claus in their wills. So if you're just a little bit above the deductible amount, that amount goes to the charity. Now you fall below the threshold and you have no New York estate taxes. So gotcha. another separate little 
tidbit on uh, charitable planning through your wells. Yeah. And again, it, this just points back to everybody's circumstance is different and, and people need to be talking to a professional about this. Ab absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what else do we need to know today? Last one. Let's so this one is part for this year, but it's really starting to think about next year. And that's really cash flow planning. So when you're looking at, okay, what am I going to need mm -hmm. on a annual basis, on a monthly basis, especially if you're retired and you have money coming in from social security or maybe a pension, where, what is your asset allocation? Do you have money that's in your investments and stocks that you need to take out? How much need to take out from your retirement accounts, your other accounts? So actually doing a planning and looking at that cash flow helps a few different ways. It helps from possibly minimizing taxes, but it also helps from peace of mind. If you now have a plan and you know that your cash where you're going to get your money, not only next year, but when we do it, we use our reservoir strategy and we're looking out two and three years ahead. Mm -hmm. So if we have a 2008, you do remember 2008, Eric? Yeah, a little while ago. Yeah, but okay. I remember it. <laughs> but we have one of those years. You don't have to panic and be forced to sell mm -hmm. something when it's down. So preparing end, end of the year for your 2022 cash flow is the last recommendation that I have for you. Okay, and, and you said asset allocation in that in that grouping. Um, I know that you've spoken before about investment allocations. Is it that's something you're taking a look at as well at the end of the year? Correct. Yes, it's something whether you're retired, not retired, it's something you should be taking a look at because maybe depending upon how the stock market is done and mm -hmm. you're comfortable with let's say 60% in equities, now all of a sudden maybe your portfolio is at 70 or 80% of equities and you wanna reduce that exposure and you wanna figure out how to do that the most tax efficiently, but you don't wanna to have too much in any one particular area. So it's a great time of the year to take a look at that and figure that out. Maybe you wanna do it before the end of the year or maybe you want to do it the first day in 2022 to get your investment allocation exactly where you want it to be. Yeah, sounds good, Larry. All right. Well, I did promise the audience some contact information. If somebody is thinking about these things and said, hey, look, I, I really need to talk to somebody about it. How do they get a hold of you, Larry? So two ways. You can go to our website, hellowealthmanagement.com and just scroll down and click for a free 20-minute financial diagnostic and set up an appointment with us or call the office at 631-293-2806. All right, Larry, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Great to see you, Eric. <laughs> good to see you too. And of course it's good to, well, we can't see you, but uh, you can see us. We wanna say thank you to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.